Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars, George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, Here we go. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Tribooth. Don't forget the code PAP200 to get $200 off your purchase. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Now, speaking of microphones, we have a question that was sent to Robbo. Yeah, just a tad for a question from Tad Davis. <laughs> uh, I'm using a Rode NT1. Nice mic. I'm testing a Rode NTG5 as a replacement. My single purpose is narrating audiobooks. Obviously, you don't know anything about my specific voice, but in general, is this a recommended use for this mic? Mm. Well, we know both those mics very well. I, I think it depends on what your purpose is. Like, like, what is it that you're trying to fix and that you don't like True. about one or mm. the other? I'd guess the NTG5 is going to be a little bit bigger and warmer sounding, more more low um, compared to the NT, NT1. And the NT1 might sound a little bit more natural or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know. Well, you bright. remember when we did the mic shootout, though, and the NT1 came up and sounded like 416. a 41.6. Yeah, yeah, it was like, which, which means it's probably got more, more bright and cut to it than the, yeah. than the NTG5, which I, I always get the impression it's got a bigger, lower end. It does have all the advantages of a shotgun. It's going to, you know, reject noise better and sound a little bit more focused. Mm. Um, but Is it cheating nice if I've been to his house? <laughs> you, 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 you have inside knowledge. You got some inside information? Yeah. Okay. Go, George. All right. So, because what I'm thinking is it depends on the environment, whichever one I would pick. Mm-hmm. Um, if the True. environment's not perfect, then the That's NTG5 fine. or any shotgun would be uh, the way yeah. to go. But you also don't any one forty-one uh, six really because it's so it's harsh it's and uh, for an audio book, be like listener. No, it's no. not an narration microphone. No, I wouldn't think. But I would think the OC eight one eight would be the one to use. Yeah. Very yeah, kind of flattering and smooth sounding and probably great for some And more shapeable pickup pattern yeah. to deal with yeah. less than ideal. And so for something that's like a long time, like an audiobook where there's gonna be some level of fatigue, that's a much cushier soft blanket. I wonder kinda. why he's replacing the N T one, because that's it's a pretty good choice for what he's doing, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, imagine I mean, the NT1's it, a little it, bit sharp, like a little bit. Like, yeah. It's yeah. still it's not terrible. It's irritating. He, he's in an untreated room. That's, I mean, he's in an acoustically treated space, but he's in a non-soundproofed urban environment. Right. Okay. okay. So it's challenging, uh-huh. right? So he's okay. trying to find any way he can to, to kind of focus, focus in on the voice. Yeah. So the shotgun, you know? yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would venture to guess he'd get better results right off the NTG5 than the NT1 because of that. But, you know, he would definitely want to compare them and listen to them back to back and see which one responds best to his situation and his voice. But that is that's what that's what shotgun mics are really all about is to try to reject more off axis noise. Mm. That's that's why you use one. You don't use one to work around bad acoustics. That's the misnomer. Yeah. You know, shotgun mics do not fix bad acoustics. They can actually exacerbate it. Um, what you pointed at, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, but it can minimize reflections from walls that you want to avoid. If you're not able to deal with them, it's not going to get rid of them. You're right. But you can make it a little bit less, um, you know, like like a wide cardioid mic. If you got your mic right next to a window is more likely to pick up that reflection than a shotgun, unless you point the yeah. back of the shotgun at the window. <laughs> yeah, like a boom operator on an interior set with like a low ceiling is going to use a hypercardioid or cardioid mic. They're not going to use a shotgun. Because of the lobe. Um, they get, yeah, there's a lobe and it, they'll get the slap off the ceiling. And yeah, so it just, it does depend on the scenario. But if you're using a very close placement, like I would imagine he would be, um, it would do a pretty fine job of, of rejecting more ambient background noise. So I think it could be helpful. If anybody cares, this is an NTG5 in a not even thought about acoustic environment, if you can't tell already. Um, I mean, literally, it's just a bedroom with, you know, plaster walls and windows and hardwood floor and me. I'm on an OC818 standing at my desk in my office. That's not soundproof. Well, that's interesting because that's the result you're getting from an OC818. And what pattern have you got? Is it just cardioid or hypercardioid? Um... I am using hypercardioid. Yeah. You're not quite a shotgun. You're there 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 is a little there's the beginning of the node with the uh with the hyper and the supercardioids, yep. you know. Right. There's a little bump in the back. You, get, you, you start to see the <laughs> node grow, you know. Yeah. Because what's happening is it starts to become more figure eight. Um, you know, like you think you think about what, what Mike actually has the best side rejection. And I'd say it's specifically a figure eight done by a ribbon mic, even better than even a figure mm-hmm. eight done by a dual diaphragm. Because when it's done by a yeah, dual diaphragm, right. those diaphragms are not physically in the exact same place. They are a few millimeters yeah. away from each other. And amazingly, that can affect some of the cancellation on some frequencies. But a ribbon mic, it's like the the trick that the Beatles used when they would sing um, vocals and they didn't wear headphones and they would send the cue in directly from the side of the microphone. And yeah, they have a small speaker pointing right at the side of the mic. 90 degrees to the mic and no headphones, and it's basically almost and then entirely a dead room. gone. Yeah. yeah, It has to be a dead room, too. You can't do that in a live, lively room. It has to be pretty dead. Right, yeah. it'll bounce off and diffuse and then yeah. become something pre- present in the front of the diaphragm instead of the yeah. side. But I, I think yeah. figure eight is very, very underrated in terms of being an extremely good fix for bad situations. I used to love like to obvious, use it. Yeah. I used to love to yeah. use it because it has... I mean, more than the shotguns even, it has great proximity effect. If you want to like Amazing. make something yeah, big sound, it's like figure eight can can add whatever size My favorite to it. thing is like a, is a U87 in figure eight if you have to use it in a small booth. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a studio brick or some something where the walls are like less than three feet apart and the mic's right in the center. Right, I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's a brutal situation acoustically, especially with a glass door. But you put in figure eight and it forgets about the glass door. It doesn't notice it. It's a completely different animal. Like it just, it's an incredible yeah. result. <laughs> it just is. Well, I used to um, put, unfortunately, this is, this is one of the things darker. about like the yeah, subtle that's arts. That's exactly right. It's, it's the subtle art of mic placement and using just like a photographer is adjusting their lenses to get that right shot. Um, you know, this is the advantage of having a multi-pattern microphone. Um, and especially one that's like the U87 is, you know, three patterns. But what's the OC818? You got like five, I think. What is it? What is it? You got cardioid, wide cardioid. Uh, yeah. Well, you got 
figure Omni Figure Eight and uh, um, Super custom. Cardioid or on the OC8 when you have a right, custom Right, and then you can position. play with them. Yeah. Right, you can do the software and you can actually control the polar pattern by frequency range mm-hmm. with the yeah. polar pattern designer software, which we haven't even dug into yet, but that's... Uh, no, not, not really. We, we, Andrew and I did a quickie, we did a little thing remotely and we yeah. did play with it, didn't we? Yeah, we but, did the video, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, look, I think, you know, if you've got someone like George and you've got a, not a great space... Then the OC818 could be, I mean, obviously it's a lot more expensive than a NTG5, but it could be a really good price? option. Yeah. yeah. But it could be half the pain. Yeah. I mean, he's, we, we did set up acoustical baffles. So he has a work desk, you know, like a desk. He sits and he's reading audiobooks and he's got a nicely baffled areas because we have a bunch of ATS acoustics rock wool panels positioned all around the desk. So he's got a great dead recording zone. Um, so his battle is really dealing with the ambient background noise. Oh, okay. And it's and a mic and a shotgun mic even can only do so much. You're yeah. going to be leaning on processing <laughs> at some yeah. point, you know, and that's just the that's just the way it's gonna go. It's it's not a soundproof space. Mm-hmm. Not that there is really any space that's soundproof, particularly unless um, you're going to spend a million bucks on decoupling the whole building. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, how, how soundproof does a space need to be? Or how quiet does a space need to be, right? That's a quantifi- quantifiable, or that's something that's different to quantify, difficult to quantify, because, like, we, we, we throw around numbers. Well, you should have a noise floor of below minus 60 dB RMS. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot because it depends on the frequency range of said noises. Yeah. Or, Are they like right smack in the middle of your voice range? Is it a lawnmower? Some, some people talk helicopter? about noises being good because some, like, you know, what's dither? And if you add the right amount of consistent noise, the noise isn't noticed. It's like a dinosaur. What does the dinosaur, they, they, they saw motion. So if the noise is changing, it's going to call attention to itself. You can have a mm-hmm. little bit of hiss sometimes, and it's not going to cause an issue at all. Yeah, white noise is pretty good, and yeah. but not even and not all even hisses are the same. Correct. Some have much more broadband yep. content. Some have more high frequency content. Um, it's just it, you know it when you hear it, and the meters will tell you, will lie. You know the meter will say minus sixty eight dB RMS. And then you'll listen to it, and you'll be like, "Man, that hiss!" It's yeah, loud. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and then you'll you'll check another thing, and it'll be like RMS minus forty five, and you're like, "Oof!" And then you find out, oh, it's all rumble. It's just low frequency crud, and I can just high pass it, and it's gone. It's gone all of a sudden, right? Now all of a sudden, that yeah, line goes like completely down, flat. Yeah, I can go from minus forty five dB RMS to minus sixty five with just a high pass, period, like instantly. So. Yep. It just depends on the content of the noise too. Yeah. So it's uh there's a lot of factors, but hearing is believing. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta listen to them and use your ears. Yep. And also allow for the fact that your brain is actually quite lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will let me one more thing. The the a four sixteen or a shotgun mic like the NTG five is gonna respond differently to proximity effect too, right? So we talked about that a bit, but if you're very accustomed to working a cardioid NT1, and you go to a shotgun, it's not going to behave the same way. 
So you have to keep that in mind too. You can't work it exactly the same way. You can't move around physically the same way. So there's a definite technique difference that will come along with using a a shotgun, a super cardioid. And I think if you're going to do long form audio books, you need to be able to move around because, you know, you're telling a story. It's not like a 30 second spot. Right. Um, So, you know. That said, I know I know an audiobook production house here in Los Angeles, and I've been to the studio, and I saw 416s in the booths, and I scratched my head, and I was like, really? Yeah, like okay, a 416s okay. is more like you wanted to cut through, and you're willing to be just a little bit annoying, and you you want that cut. It's not a... I, th- I think for a long-term audiobook, I, I, I would not pick a, four, a 416 if if there wasn't some other problem I was trying to solve with a shotgun, at least. Right, right. So this studio, out of interest, George, is it a large commercial studio? Well, it's an audiobook production house, so oh, you okay. know it's large by their standards, but yeah. you know it would not be considered a serious commercial studio. Probably. Oh, right. Okay, I was just thinking. Yeah, I thought I knew where it was, but no. Hmm. Yep. Well, I don't think I don't know if we answered the question. I'm not sure. There's no As answer. Usual, there, was there, there a question? Actually, yeah. yeah. There's no one answer. There's there's the there's the try and see. There's the listen to the mic. There's the use it for a while and see how it fits for your voice and your your acting style. There's a lot. There's a lot loaded. It's a loaded question. Let's yeah. just put it that True. way. It's a loaded question. But I think if you needed to have a shotgun for whatever reason, if that was part of, because of the acoustic issues that you're the the sound issues you're having <clears throat> then the ncg5 is probably the best option because it doesn't actually sound like a shotgun particularly it's actually quite warm and maybe even the ncg3 yeah. i don't know yeah ncg3 is even even a more warm flat sounding mic yeah the ncg5 is sort of a sweet spot between yeah. the the brighter front more forward sounding 416 and the very dark dark ncg3 yeah which they sound totally different from mm. each other. They only look the same. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. They don't uh, sound anything the same. So. No, they don't. Not at all. No, yeah. no. The NTG three five is an interesting mic. It and it and it has good off axis um, sound. It's smooth. In other yeah. words, you can work yeah. it off axis, and it won't sound real funky. Yeah, it'll just roll off the top end. Yeah. So yeah, that's what you call it, right? Smooth off axis response. Yeah. Which is great. The forty one six does not. No, it does not. <laughs> if you see its polar pattern, it looks pretty bizarre. Jagged. Yeah. It looks like it's all like a salt tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly yeah. how it sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want you want to only be in front of a shotgun, and especially a four sixty forty one six. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite, with thanks to Tribooth and Austrian Audio, recorded using Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters, and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging, with tech support from George the Tech Whitam. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website, theproaudiosuite.com.